Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, to what I think is going to be a really great edition of Training Unleashed today, uh, because our guest, Terry Warren, uh, who is with Warren Executive Coach, and by the way, he told me he was a chief cook and bottle washer of the company. Um, he and I, ha I think, share a lot of values in how we think about the world. And my first question to Terry is going to be an interesting one. Terry, in your write-up that you sent to me, you said you recently had a big epiphany. And I was hoping you could share that epiphany with everyone. I think the, the big one for me was what people can do when they make an intentional choice to do something, make a shift in how they behave or whatever, and they commit to it as if they were jumping off a cliff. Uh, because what I've found, at least with my clients and others I've interviewed, is that when they do that, the success rate is 100%. Yeah, they're declaring and letting the world know. And be willing to be accountable for it. Yeah. How did you make this discovery? Um, it came from, I don't know, after coaching maybe 30, 40 people. It was just like, there's it's something interesting going on here. And one of my clients who was a global CEO made a big shift in something, which had to do with balance in his life. And I said, well, how do you think you were able to do that? And he listed like five or six things, you know, that he did. And I said, so you think those five or six things is what led to balance? He said, no. I chose to do it. That's that's very powerful. I, I, I have to tell you that the power of declaration, the power of declaring what you're going to accomplish has made a huge difference in my life. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. Something sort of small, but inconsequential, but demonstrates this really well is I ran across a name of an old friend and I said, I need to connect with him. We haven't talked in way too long. And 10 minutes later, I got a text from him. I mean, just like that. Now, I mean, yeah. that's obviously somewhat of a freak. Um, but I know that not only is it just the mindset, but it's when you share with the world what you're looking to do, then people come to support you. Is that what you find? Yeah, yeah. Because it's, you know, different people, some are very capable of self-accountability, but I've found it just increases the pressure, if you will, if you will admit to someone else that you trust that you're working on something and you give them permission to hold you accountable. Yeah. So I joke about dieting that I've been on a lot of secret diets where, okay, I'm going to lose weight, but I'm going to make a big deal of it. And, you know, my wife will figure it out eventually. And, and and then, you know, it's, I call them a manana diet because <laughs> I'll, well, tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. But the times in my life where I told everybody I'm going to lose some weight and I know the world's looking at me, I lose weight. I lose weight. It, it, it makes, it makes a huge difference. 
uh, really huge difference. So let's take this to the business world. And maybe if you could share, and you don't need to share the company name, maybe just sort of a case study or example of how this has worked. Um, yeah, I think one good example is um, I have a person who was tremendous with their clients, but was having difficulty internally in their communication style. And they uh, were basically called on the carpet, if you will, by HR to say this can't continue. And so they engaged with me. And very simply, once they saw that, oh, maybe I really do need to change, then we talked about some baby steps they could take to do that. And one of those steps was for that individual to find somebody in their own team they trusted and say, I realize I need to change how I'm coming across. Will you help me with that? And I am going to give you permission, not during a meeting, but after a meeting to call me to account if I yeah. did not behave well, any of that. And it was wonderful. It's, I think, really great when you have somebody that you can trust like that to do that for you. Because I think feedback's a real gift. If I can, for our training guests, because this is Training Unleash, right? Where Unleash the Power of Training, just say that as a trainer, if you end a training and ask each person in the room to commit, to stand up in front of the room and commit to what they're going to take from this training and implement in their job, the likelihood of your training being effective has just increased fivefold. And it's really powerful. Go another step. And I do this a lot when I do conferences. I have them create triads. So, you know, one of the things I find is I'll go to a conference and I'll sit there for three days and I go, yeah, that was great. That was great. That was great. That was great. That I make notes, 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 notes. And then I now I go home, I get busy. I never do anything. So what I actually have at the end of the thing is for each person to make declarations of what they're going to do from the meeting, share it with two other people. And the three people commit to a date when they're going to 30 days later, where they're going to talk and talk about how they went. And it makes a huge difference. So I, I'm completely aligned with you. I think one other comment that I also have, Evan, is that uh, I find that baby steps are a great place to start. And so if I'm talking to people, I say, let's take one thing. Let's just commit to one thing right now. Yep. And let's take some baby steps to get to that. We can come back to others, but let's just start with one because that doesn't seem overwhelming. Well, I, I like that. I like that, building a muscle. So let's shift gears a little bit. And there are three words that I know you love, which is perspective, clarity, and results. Yes. And from your perspective, using perspective, <laughs> give us some clarity and what results we can expect if we better understand perspective, clarity, and results. Wow, that was a great setup. <laughs> um, 
Well, I think you may have noticed that I'm also an artist. And one of the things about perspective is that things look different depending on where you're standing to look at them. And the example I like is a Rubik's cube, right? You hold up a Rubik's cube and just look squarely at the face. It's a square. But if you turn it a little bit, you might see one of the sides. Or if you turn it a little further, you might see some of the bottom and some of the side and the front. And I think we come to things that we want to change or business problems in one sense with a history of thought about that. And so we bring a perspective to it to make better judgments, better decisions, better changes. It's great if we can find ways to get different perspectives on that before we reach the final solution. So in other words, the idea of you may get other people's input, you may read something different. You may say to myself, what do I need to stop believing, you know, in order to do this? And I think if you get those other perspectives, that leads to clarity of what it is that needs to be done. And I think you get better results when you actually have a different perspective you're clear about what you're trying to do, then you can actually accomplish it. I really like that very much. Um, let's talk about perspective a little bit more. Um, I concur that a single person from a single point of view, like your Rubik's cube, you're looking at the thing one way, where somebody else in the same room could be looking at it a different way. It's amazing to me when you ask people about an event that you've all seen, what did you see? And everyone sees something differently. And I think we've all heard, you know, the, the statement, you know, there are two sides to every story and then there's the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some of the keys for people to really get clear perspective? Um, one is to be open to it. You know, it's, it's one thing to ask for people's perspective, but you're, you're only asking because you know you're supposed to ask, but you've yeah. already concluded what needs to be done. So maybe drop the conclusion until after you have the information. Uh, the other, and I would use a simple example, is one of my clients had them, um, they were another one having relationship issues. And I said, why don't you tell me what you said to this individual that upset them? And the individual told me what they said. And I said, are you open to hearing what I heard? Like it. Good question. Uh, And the response was, well, you heard what I just said. What do you mean? I said, are you open to it? Yes, I am. I said, what I heard you say is thank you for your opinion, no matter how useless it is. (laughs) And the response was, that's what I said. That's not what I said. It is the essence of what you said, and it is what I heard. And it blew them away. And what it did is just caused them to say, maybe I, maybe even I ought to reflect back from someone, what do you think I said? I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, which makes me think of also, you know, a part of communication, which is body language. 
Absolutely. And the importance of body language. Um, maybe, you know, talk about that in terms of perspective and communication and how much people utilize body language when listening. Oh, I hope you can see this. Uh, people listening, I know can't, but th this is my greatest story about body language. One of my roles in my career was interviewing our company clients all over the country. Yeah. And I would spend a week in the city and go client to client interview. I was interviewing a person, and this is why I wanted to do it face to face. I was interviewing someone who was holding a piece of paper while I'm asking questions. If you want us to see the paper, you got to hold a little higher. There we it? go. Yep. Okay. So they're holding a piece of paper while I'm asking questions. But I noticed that the paper was just getting tighter and tighter. And I'm going, there's something going on. So I put down my questionnaire. I put down my pen. I looked at the client and I said, there's something going on. Talk to me. 30 minutes of just blasting his company, my company, on and on and on. I never would have seen that if I had been in a phone interview. Thankfully, yeah. they saved the account. That's interesting. I, you know, this makes me think of a story when I was very, very young. I heard this tape. I've actually tried to find it on the internet. It, it's impossible. But it was an insurance salesperson's ta uh, tape, and all about body language. But the essence of it was when you're trying to sell somebody something, to look at their body and look for the body part that's tense. So some people like have their hand flinched. Uh, some people will put their, you know, hand on their cheek and, and you know, that, that's sort of like sort of how they're hiding their, their tension. And so you look to see where they're tense and that the minute you see them completely relax is when you should ask for the order because that's when you know that they're comfortable. Um, and, you know, it's, just, it's, it's amazing advice. Of course, harder in the world is Zoom. Right. Uh, by the way, before I forget, if people want to watch this on TV, uh, C-Suite TV, and it's C with a dash suite TV, uh, is where the show is shown. Uh, I think it's great to watch it on TV. And they also have a lot of other great uh, TV shows that are all basically business oriented. So I would, I, I'll take the moment here and promote that, Terry, if that's okay. Sure. Tortal Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortal.com slash learning dash development. So let's shift now a little bit to clarity. Um, what is clarity? What does that word mean to you as we talk about the importance of perspective and having clarity of what you heard? Um, what, is, what is clarity? I think clarity to me, um, it can mean any number of things. And probably what I should say, Evan, is that as much clarity as possible. Okay. You know, sometimes it's not possible to get total clarity you don't have all the information or you may not be given all the information, but based on as much as you can do 
to be very clear. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about clarity. So it's the idea of, let's just say you and you're my boss. Yeah. And you're talking to me about working on some kind of project. And I think I know what you told me. And I run off and start working on the project only to find I missed the point. Yep. So clarity and a simple example is if I'm not completely sure what you said, then I, I need to ask some more questions. I need to get additional information. And I guess it's just for me, the idea of have I gathered as much information as possible in the time I have within reason, you know, for the problem. That's that is not analysis paralysis, but if I gathered as much information as possible to believe that I'm pretty clear on what has to be done. So it's interesting as I hear you speak, uh, because I think that clarity is really important. And, you know, for people that listen to the show, I do something called paraphrasing. So I'll say, Terry, those are good points. I want to just say, this is what I think I heard as a reinforcing. So what I think I just heard from you is that you really need to validate that you actually know. You ask, have to ask the right questions so that you know that you have true clarity and not to just assume you have clarity and then go, then go off and do something and, um, and then find out that that's not actually what was expected of you. Did I? Did... I think you're you're exactly right. The again, the little qualifier I would add is to the extent you can get it. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, sometimes people, you know, I, I have people I work with, and I go, I know I haven't given you all the answers because I don't have them, but why I gave it to you is because I know you'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and uh, so I like that. I like that qualification because we don't always have all the answers. May I give you a sort of a story as an example? Oh, please. Um, there's a house that my wife and I like to rent on Cape Cod in the summer and it's on a pond. And some mornings the, the uh, pond is totally covered in fog, but I've been across that pond in a canoe. And so I was thinking about how do I get clarity when it's so foggy? And my thought was, I go, I know how to get in the canoe. I know where it is. And I also know from experience that if I go roughly in the direction of 11 o'clock, I'm going to head toward the center of the pond. And I know I can see a few feet. So let me just head that direction. And if I know I'm there, then I know from there, if I want to get to the other side, I got to turn and go in a slightly different direction. So I start taking small increments as far as I can see in hmm. hopes that I'll get to the other side. Now, some people might just say, why don't you get in your car and drive the other side? <laughs> but it, that doesn't illustrate my point. Uh, I will, for the viewer's sake, say, because I love the cape, the ponds are the untold secret of the cape. The water is warmer. There's no salt in it. Um, it can be bath water. I, I love the ponds on the cape. 
and there are lots and lots of them. So that, that's maybe I shouldn't be sharing that secret with everyone. So we started this conversation and we talked about the power of declaration. And your last word is results. And maybe you can put a little bit more depth into the conversation around declaring a result in the beginning to help you achieve it and the amount of clarity you need to see in that declaration to achieve your 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 result maybe one way to think about it is it's the idea of i think you need to have in mind first what's the result you want if you're clear about the result you want then you can go back and declare what that result is should be yeah because if you're not clear about the result you want you may not be ready to make that declaration. So it's simply the idea of whether it's you're losing weight, you know, to say, I'll use your example. Uh, you know, if you say is your new year's resolution, I want to lose weight. And will yeah. you hold me accountable for losing weight? Well, that's pretty easy. Cause you go, Hey, after four months, I lost a pound. So I can say I lost weight. Yeah. But it's more difficult. If you say by the end of January, I, I would like to have lost five pounds and I commit to giving you my weight January 1 and, and January 30th. So it's the idea of having in mind clearly what it, is it that I want to achieve, then figuring out that that's what you want to tell someone. And then obviously you got to have some kind of plan for getting there. So I like what you're saying a lot, because I think the more you color your result, the more clear it is and defined it is. And I will share with you something I think you know. I find it amazing how many times in business people don't put any benchmarks on success. Oh, we're going to do this, this, and this. Okay, that's great. What will the result be? How will you know if you're successful? So, and, and if they don't know, and, and I think to some reason they don't know, because if, if you haven't defined success, you have never failed. <laughs> of course, you never got that sense of accomplishment that you, you've done that. Um, you know, for everyone listening, what I'm not talking about has already happened, uh, but my uh, training company is going to put on a learning summit. So we talk about what we want to accomplish. We want, you know, we talk about the vision of of you know the experience of the user at the summit that you know that our company we're training champions this is not a sales summit meaning we're not selling portal we're we're selling training and the you know the conversations the speakers it's about training and then i go okay we all got that and I go to everyone okay and how many people are going to attend for us to feel good no one's focused on that no one now we did finally define something um, to have a goal so that we could stretch and, 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 and know what, you know, what we achieved. And then, you know, to also have a goal of what's the, what are the surveys going to say when they're, when they're done. Um, so I, I think this is something like so obvious yet amazingly missed in business. Um, so I appreciate I'm sorry. Yeah, may I give you an example, actually, just from 
two weeks ago with a client. Yeah, go ahead. So I have a client who's the CEO of a global company and he's new in this role. And he was talking about getting engagement from his leadership team. And he just doesn't see the engagement he's trying to get. And I said, have you talked to them about what engagement looks like to you? You know, have you created a definition of we will be successful with engagement when it looks like the following? And he was like, never even crossed my mind. I said, because your definition of engagement and my definition of engagement, we're saying the same word, but it may have entirely different meaning. And as the CEO, if you say it looks like the following, then I have less reason on your leadership team not to do that. You know, um, you're really describing everything you're talking about. Clear perspective, clarity was a great, a great, a great story. And I do think it's one of the biggest failings of people in business is to assume other people think the same way they do. You know, we want to give good customer service to all our customers. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and for one person, it means something very differently than somebody else. And, you know, in sales, um, you know, one of the biggest issues that a lot of salespeople have is they see something the way they want to see it. They haven't got the perspective of what the customer is looking to see. Because the answer for them and the solution for them is about what they value, what the company has to offer that they like to sell. And it's not really getting the clarity. I'm using all your terms because I'm also looking at your website here, but they're really three very powerful words. I compliment you on them because I think they give a lot of context to good conversation, clarity about what the customer is really looking for and why are they looking. So it's not just knowing that this is what they want. It's knowing why they want it and knowing what impact that will have on their business if they achieve that goal. Um, and I think a lot of us are just so inwardly focused. I think it's human nature. Mm -hmm. It's human nature. So this has been a great conversation, Terry. And I want to thank you for the great content, because you really haven't talked about what you do at all. And I commend guests for doing that. But this is the time in the podcast, it'd be great for you to share with everybody, you know, what is Warren executive coach, what kinds of, you know, give us clarity on what your business is, and the types of customers that you want, and the results those customers should expect. So uh, thank you. Uh, but I would have to say that actually what we've been doing is the essence of what my business is. Oh, great. Which is that the idea of helping people think a little differently, get a di little different perspective, make their own goals, own commitments, and achieve them. I mean, in essence, that's what I'm about. Now, if I want to use technical terms, you know, I'm an executive coach. And I focus on um, really three levels of people, if you will. I focus on C-suite 
executives, thank you for putting the sign behind you, um, <laughs> C-suite executives. Uh, I love to work with what companies have identified as high potentials. And then for fun, I work with MBA students. Uh, oh, wow. Because that's just kind of fun at Vanderbilt University. They have a coaching network, and I get to coach so many of those every year. That's great fun. So that's kind of my, the group that I work with. But it's really, I love to work with great people who want to make a change and make a choice to be different. That's cool. Very cool. And I know you have an offer, and it's an interesting offer. So take a moment and, and, and explain. Well, um, I have a book, The Art of Choice. I guess everybody has a book, right? But Not everybody, but it is yeah. more popular now. Yeah, there is... Um, there's a way I like to think in coaching and it gets a little bit back to when we were talking about both result and clarity. And it's the idea. I like to keep things very simple. And so as people are thinking about whether it's a career shift or elevating their company, it's strategic planning, whatever it is, I like to make it real simple. And I call it going from here and now to there and then. And I have a little simple model. It looks like a frame of a house hmm. that is a way to think about going from here and now to there and then and what it takes to get there. And so my offer is there's a chapter of my book that talks about that. And I am happy to put that in a place where it could be downloaded and people could go through that chapter and use it, whether they're doing strategic planning or just thinking about their, you know, their uh, personal goal for retirement or changing whatever they want. And the rest of the offer would simply be if they're doing that and they get stuck, they can have my email address and phone number and give me a call and I'll talk them through that piece of it. Well, that's a fantastic offer. How are people going to find this, uh, this document? The best way will be on my website at okay. warrenexecutivecoach.com. That will be backslash training unleashed. And that's where people can go to download this chapter. That is fantastic. And that is Warren Executive Coach slash training unleashed. Terry, as you know, we'd love to end, uh, love to end the show with if you had one tip to share, what would that be? What is your tip? Um, my tip is that um, I love to think about what's possible. And so my tip is stop thinking about all the things that happened to get you where you are today. And think about what's possible now, because I am where I am today, regardless whether that's where you really wanted to be or not. I view every day is the is an opportunity to look at what's possible. And then when you get to the next level, you do the same process all over again. What's possible from here that wasn't possible until I got to this point. I love that tip. That tip is very aspirational. Uh, in fact, probably a very good practice to just say like every month, what's possible because life changes and possibilities change. Thank you so much for the tip. Terry, you've been a great guest. I want to thank 
all my listeners for listening because we would not have a show without you. I also want to thank my good friends at the C-Suite, C-Suite Radio and TV for all of your support. Again, Terry, thank you for being on the show. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>